0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The
1: lights are out. The game is over. And we're ready to break it down. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7. The game.
2: What an unbelievable game here at Oracle Arena. Game six. At one point, the Golden State Warriors were down 17. They looked dead. The crowd was dead. And then it all flipped. Warriors wrap up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson. The number is 888 9570. That's 888 The final is 11586. And for the first time since 1979, We're going to have a Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals, and we're going to have a Game 7 in the Western Conference Finals. Of course, the one we care the most about, the Golden State Warriors. Memorial Day will be taking on the Rockets down in the Lone Star State. And if they can win this game, they get home court advantage for the finals. It didn't look good early, Steiny, but boy, they pulled it out in the end.
3: It looked like they were a little tight at the start of the game, and it looked like the Rockets were, as they say, playing with house money, and they were knocking shots down. But then once the Warriors kind of got their feet under them and the third quarter started, that's when you started looking out on the floor and saying – yeah, I don't know if the Rockets can win this game. That's when it appeared that they were at a big-time talent gap. It seemed like that's where Chris Paul, his absence, came into play. They're down another player. Uh, big win for the Warriors, but they had to win that game. They did what they, they did what they needed. All right? So they blew out the Rockets in game uh, – what was that, game three? They blew them out, and the Rockets responded with two straight wins – uh, they ran away with this game in the second half. That's all well and good. They have to go down to Houston and win a game at the Toyota Center. Going to be very
4: difficult. Yeah, I, I was nervous, and oh. there, there was reason to be nervous.
2: I was sitting next to this guy. Yeah, no, I the, <laughs> the, the, the,
4: the arena was nervous. I saw you. You were a bit yeah. puzzled as to what was going on. But I'll tell you this. Clay Thompson, I've been clamoring for him to have that breakout game since game one, and he had 35, 23 shot attempts, Matt Steinmetz, and, I, and I'm going to tell you this, and I mean it. He needs to shoot just as much as Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, and whatever. I don't know. I'm not a coach. Coach Kerr has to have this, this recipe for success come Monday on Memorial Day. Let Clay shoot the ball. The Warriors – are a better team when Klay Thompson shoots yes, the
2: ball, but, but it, 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 you got huh? you got to move the basketball to be able to get him the ball. Once you go isolation and they can spot up on him, he can't get that clean shot. They had they had what we've talked about a lot uh, in the past, where we talk about space and pace. This pace was far better, and once again, you start looking at the Golden State Warriors. We looked at all these horrible assist totals. Back up to 26
3: tonight. The reason the pace favored the Warriors was because the Rockets turned the ball over 21 times. When you turn the ball over, you give the other team an opportunity to get out on the break. That's when the Warriors can spread the floor. That's when the Warriors are are at their best. Now, the Warriors uh, did a great job of creating a lot of those turnovers. But uh, the, the key was converting the turnovers into open court kind of opportunities, which they did. I thought it was a game tonight where, again, I say this a lot, but teams beat individuals. And James Harden was phenomenal in the first half. He had the Rockets, what, up 12 at halftime. But it it's just so, so difficult to sustain that. And tonight was a game where the Rockets, I should say the Warriors, benefited from uh, the, the officials allowing the drivers to absorb a lot of contact. A because lot. what happened was James Harden got in there, uh, couldn't convert, didn't get the call, would miss the shot, whatever. And then that's when the Warriors can fast break because James Harden's now in the basket area unable to get back on defense.
4: Yeah, and I, I'm just blown away at the perseverance that this team showed. They they go down at halftime, down ten. I was looking at the body language, and I was like, you know what, this thing maybe this thing may be coming to an end. It didn't. And how fast did they come out in the second, uh, the second half, and almost erase the the deficit in in five minutes, if not less. But I got to tell you, fellas, that friendly whistle. And we know the NBA and the history of the NBA. When they go to the Lone Star State again, I'm petrified if the whistles will benefit the Houston Rockets.
3: Yeah, it's I, a
4: real thought, Steiny. It's on my mind. No, it, man. Can,
3: it can be a thought, but it's wasted thinking. And you know, I love you. No, I, I mean, no, I mean, the, you know, look, I thought the I thought the Warriors got a friendly whistle tonight, but it didn't matter. The Warriors won by, what, 30 points. Uh, I Look, we are up to Game 6 of this series, all right? And the officials have played, to my way of thinking, no part in it. This has been uh, a very fairly officiated series. I don't think either team's got a gripe. And what I'd like to see is just let that continue to Game 7 and let this series play out with the referees not being a factor. I don't think... If the you know if the series were to end three three, nobody would talk about the officiating uh, where we are. So let's hope that they can have a winner of this series and the officials not get talked about.
2: Where are you, Warrior fans, after this crazy 29 point win? Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. That's triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. As the Warriors live to fight another day. And I was really shocked when I heard that that it's the first time since 1979 that both conference finals are going to a seventh game. And I guess, you know what, it really hmm. just doesn't happen as much in the NBA because it seems like it happens in hockey all the time. But in the NBA, when you think best of seven, God, we haven't had this since 1979.
3: Yeah, I don't really know what to make of that either, Townie, to tell you the truth when I heard it. It's not something that you kind of pay attention to. I couldn't even tell you right now in 79 who are the final four teams uh, but like
4: lack of parity, maybe the dominant teams always the Celtics. You know what? Sixers. I think it's
3: I think it's a coincidence, or not a coincidence. What's the what's the word? It's a it's an anomaly, kind of. I was six years old, so I don't remember. Although you know, I mean, <laughs> if you do the math, I get, I think you'd have. To, <laughs> do we really want to get into this? I mean, it, in theory, series can go four, five, six, or seven games. So to have them both do seven at the same year. It's probably not that uh, uncommon. I mean, it's it's no different than one series goes four, one series goes six for the only time in the last twenty years.
2: By the way, you know who loves it?
3: Oh yes, I do. Adam
2: Silver, uh, New York.
3: Yeah, and You're the right NBA about offices. That.
2: This is exactly—you can't get any better than this because you think about it. You've got two major media markets in the Bay Area and Boston. You've got an all-time great. Well, there's a lot of all-time greats, but you've yeah. got an all-time, all-time great in LeBron. Okay, and then Houston is no small fry. Houston as a media market, is a pretty decent size, and it's the fourth largest city in the country. So it, you, you know, you got, you got, you got game sevens, and you got a lot of the right pieces that New York loves to have in that game seven.
4: Yeah, and Stanley, I want to ask you this: Does it make me special? the fact that the Rockets were up 17 points in the first quarter without their general, Chris Paul, to where I'm ecstatic with the win, but the fact that there was something, a formula that the Rockets had to get out to that big lead has me petrified of game seven, even if Paul does not play. The fact that the Rockets will be at home. They beat them the last time they were at home. I feel like it's a coin flip as opposed to the big, bad Warriors, because I never in a million years envisioned them being down early in their own building with their back against the wall.
3: I thought there was a shot the Warriors might lose tonight, to tell you the truth. And I thought that before the game, and I was telling John Dickinson and you guys, I was like, look, if I had a bet, I think the Warriors would win tonight, but there have been times when you talk about the nba playoffs where a team will be up 2 one and the next thing you know you'll see the other team win three games in a row because they kind of figure something out i thought that was a possibility because it sometimes feels like in this series the warriors just aren't together mm. and uh And so I thought that was a possibility, and obviously when they got down 17, I was thinking, huh, is this really, really going to happen? But of course it didn't, but believe it or not, I didn't think it was that crazy that Houston got up early. By that amount of of points, yes, but I mean, the Rockets probably spent their time in the locker room saying, nobody in the world thinks we're going to come in here and beat them without Chris Paul. And... They were telling the Warriors, and the Warriors were probably saying, we cannot let this team beat us without Chris Paul. And I just think it's kind of set up a dynamic where the Warriors were a little bit tight because they knew they, they they had to win and should win, and there's pressure in that. And I think Houston came out and played essentially with house money for the first for the first half. And then things got really serious, and the Warriors asserted themselves.
2: Okay, I have two definitions for petrified. Are you ready? All right. Because you're petrified. Number one, so frightened that one is unable to move. Number two, changed into a stony substance. So petrified wood that turns into a stone. Yeah, that's not so, me. so, yeah. what?
4: W- are are you're so frightened that you're unable to move? No, right I was now? able to move. I I looked to my right and <laughs> left. I, I was taking the temperature of the room. I, was I just, I just shocked, want to know man. how terrified you really yeah, are. I was very terrified. Okay. But uh, this game looming Monday is no it's not gonna be a walk in the park. No, not at all. And I, I, I But just, you know what?
2: A lot of Warrior fans feel it is. It was funny. We were talking you to think? A, Yes. We were talking them leaving the building. Sure. That's the one thing about great about wow. doing the show here from Oracle, is you kinda gauge the temperature of the fan base Oh, yeah, we had our good friends, and we're going to go to one here soon. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to win by double
3: digits in Houston.
4: This place was quiet.
3: They might, but who said that, Bleacher Dave or Kled?
2: Okay, well, let's just do it. It's time to hear from the fans, brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nation's. Khaled heading off to Clayton, leaving the arena. We saw him here tonight. You will lead us off here on Warriors Wrap-Up.
5: Gentlemen, it's a pleasure speaking with you. It's a pleasure knowing that we're at least going to have one more conversation. But my feeling is we're going to have a lot more conversations coming up after this one. I was confident coming into this game. I had said before the game on Facebook, in the arena, that we'd win this game by 25. I was wrong. We won by 29. Now, it wasn't because I said they would. It's because you know that from the heart of a champion, the way that these guys have been playing – years past not the last couple of games but the way that they they were going to come in with that confidence knowing even if they went down they can chip it down and go to where they needed to close out games as we all know it are the hardest thing to do the Warriors have been there and done that they've been there and done that and have they felt the heartache of losing a uh, 3-1 lead and they were at the pinnacle the series before that one ripping out the heart of KD and OKC. So they've been on both sides of that spectrum. These guys that they're playing have not. They have not been there. uh, Harden choked badly in a game seven in the past. So what I'm saying is I know in my heart of hearts that they're going to win the next game by at least Harden's number. They're going to win by 13. And I know that you were talking about me, County, when you were just talking right now. But the reason that I believe that is, what we saw from the third and the fourth quarter on, deantoni has been playing such a short bench, seven guys, consistently this entire thing, and by the end of the third quarter and into the fourth, it looked like they were running through cement. They were running through wet cement that was drying, and their legs were getting tired. If they had beat us in that first quarter by a layups and dunks and got up by 17, I would have been worried. But I kept seeing jump shot after jump shot. Three pointer after three pointer, and I kept saying it's not going to maintain. They're going to have to work on defense and do all the rest of this stuff. Their legs are going to get tired, and
3: because Piantoni has... Collette, hold hold on one sec. Uh, you, you, we've heard a lot of you. What I'm more interested in what Angela has to say. What's she, she think right about? She what does up, she think I about Game served. Seven?
5: She's concerned. I was I, right. So, I was right. Really All love. right, so, Angela, do
3: you, you think the Warriors are going to win by at least 13 on Monday?
5: I think we're going to at least by seven.
3: Okay. All right, well, I got there will be a silver lining if the Warriors win because then we'll get to see Angela and Colette again.
2: Oh, yeah. On Thursday.
3: Right, right. If the oh, Warriors Thursday. lose, I mean, we're going to go months without seeing we'll them. We'll see you in October. That would be tough. That would be tough. I yeah. enjoy seeing them.
2: If we don't get to see them, well, well, if you come out to an A's game, you'll see them. Oh, well,
3: so, looks like I'm going to be an A's fan then. There you go. A's with a win today.
2: All right, 888-957-9570. That's 888 Warriors outscored the Rockets. 64-25 in the second half. That's the largest second-half beatdown ever since the shot clock era, which we now know is 1954-1955. Nobody's gotten beat as bad as the Rockets got beat in the second half. Now, what does that mean? Doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot because they got beat by 41, which was another record in the shot clock era, and then rolled off two more wins against the Warriors.
3: Yeah, again, th- this game to me means nothing when it comes to Monday's Game 7. Uh game I mean look, after the Rockets got down in the second, I'm sorry, in the third quarter by 12, 14, 15, they're playing without Chris Paul. I'm sorry, but at that point you got to start thinking game 7. If you had Chris Paul, you don't give up on a game like this. You, you 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 keep rolling it out to see, but there was just really no sense in in playing uh, you know, the final 8, 9 minutes like it was an important game when the when the outcome had already been decided.
2: All right, the number is 888-957-9570. Warriors win by 29, 115 to 86. We're going to hear from the coach. We're going to hear from players. We're going to hear from John Dickinson. And we're taking your phone calls, 888-957-9570. It's Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Draymond on the break.
0: Shovel back to Clay. It's a 27-footer. Good.
1: Their
2: biggest lead of the night keeps getting bigger. 89-77.
5: Clay Thompson says, I'm not going home. Not
6: well, he doesn't worry too much about repercussions. He doesn't worry about judgment and results, and I think he just loves to play, and uh, he's so comfortable in his own skin. I just think he wants to go out there and hoop, and he doesn't worry about much else, and so the pressure doesn't seem to
7: bother much. I was not always like this. I used to be so hard on myself, especially early in my career. I remember one time actually losing a game against the Nuggets and just leaving the arena in my uniform. I was so mad. But uh, um, I've learned as I get older, if you play with passion, you play hard, and you leave the game saying, you know, I gave everything I had in that in, that, in those 48 minutes. You can live with the result. Now back to Warriors wrap up on the home of
1: every Warriors playoff game, 95-7, the game.
2: I know last year, Matt. We did. We did a thing about Clay, and I told you how much I loved him. And he's my favorite Warrior. He's one of my favorite athletes of all time. There's just something about how this guy goes about his business, and it's just it's the way you should. In, in an era where everybody is so worried about brands and so many different things, humility. Clay Thompson is an old school basketball player, and I remember when he talked about earlier uh, starting this playoffs, where he talked about you know. It's an honor to play and to win series. It means something. He's not a guy that says the regular season doesn't mean anything. He's not a guy that is going to flip this. he doesn't need – his switch is always up. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security, Chris Towns and Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson, and, of course, we have our guy John Dickinson has joined us. We're going to get to your phone calls at 888 um, 957 Probably tonight something we haven't brought up and we should, should bring up. What a special moment for Patrick McCall, And not only the ovation that he got when he came in, when he made his first shot. You know, the first guy I saw jump up and really, like, was so enthusiastic was the owner, Joe Lacob. It was a really cool moment. Extremely cool moment. And as somebody that was in the build
0: eight weeks ago on March 31st in Sacramento at the Golden 1 Center that saw that fall, I mean, it was it, it was jolting to, to see the way that he landed and then to hear that initially he didn't have, you know, he had some numbness, you know, that, that, that made you think that this was going to be or at least had the potential to be a life altering type of an injury, a career threatening type of an injury. Uh, but to see him back on the floor awesome. two months later and just to know that he's going to be able to have a career now moving forward. It was just a really, really special moment and the perfect time, honestly. Uh, Whether the Warriors win or lose Game 7, for McCaw to actually be able to get on the Oracle hardwood in the final minutes of what could have been the last home game of the year if they do wind up going out, uh, I I thought it was – Extremely special. And, look, this is a guy the Warriors are going to need, maybe not Monday, but they're going to need in the future because he's somebody
4: that's going to be around. And if that first quarter would have continued as as it it was going – we wouldn't have seen McCaw tonight, and we would have got robbed of that moment. So for the Warriors to come back and not only come back, just blow out the Rockets, that was the last thing on my mind. I hadn't—I was sitting with you, Towny. I hadn't even thought of the possibility of Kerr going to the bench like he does and McCaw come out. That was a very special moment. And you look at him, and you think of the promise of, like J.D. just said, what he can be and the opportunities he'll have with this team moving forward. And you get him into the game. And
2: you know he hasn't been in a game. How long? How long did you say it was? March. It was March 31st. It yes. was eight weeks from tonight. So he hadn't been in a game. So the fact that you get him in a game, get a little sweat in, he makes a shot. I mean, that was that was wonderful to see. It was
0: great. Yeah, it was the perfect opportunity, having the game be under control, to just see him move around a little bit, let him yeah. get his feet wet, see what he's got. I mean, I I wouldn't anticipate that he's going to be somebody they're they're going to have to count on or be able to count on. Let's say Monday night, but. You never know if Iguodala's is unable to go.
2: Did I you mean, see Steph behind him trying to get him to notice that the crowd was going nuts for him? <laughs> yeah. and he's like, like trying to hit him with the towel. Hey, look up! Everybody's cheering. He for you. he is almost the, the
0: We were talking about this earlier. He is like the guard version of Kevon Looney. Like they're, the, yeah. they're they're just the
3: demeanor as stoic, far as just
0: uh. <laughs> just <laughs> well, unaffected and stoic, and they don't uh, make a lot of
3: mistakes yeah. and just I th- steady. Th- yeah, I think they're they're similar players, uh, not not style, but their approach, and they're very – they're young players, but they're not hard for Steve Kerr to play even though the games uh, are high stakes, and that's because they don't – they're not high risk, high reward. Uh, They're not likely to make plays that get you beat. They understand exactly uh, their their role on the team and what they should do and what they shouldn't do. I don't know if Patrick McCaw is going to – have any role in a game seven on, on Monday. No clue. But I'll tell you what, I think Steve Kerr can look look at him and he trusts him. Even though he hasn't played in, in seven weeks, I think Steve Kerr trusts Patrick McCaw.
0: Yeah, and and let's, you know, obviously the big question on the Rocket side is Chris Paul for game seven. Big question on the Warriors side now that the series is tied 3-3 is Iguodala and his status for Game 7. Uh, let, let's hear from Steve Kerr, who was asked about that in the post-game press conference. Where's Iguodala at?
6: Yeah, I mean, we're operating under the assumption that he will not play, but um, he literally is just is day-to-day because there's, uh, it's a bone bruise. It's, there's not sort of a timetable. It's more just up to the individual and, and how he's feeling, and we don't really know. So um, we'll, we'll just keep taking it day by day. We'll see what happens.
0: So the Warriors operating under the assumption that he's not going to play. It doesn't mean he's ruled out, but that's just that's just
2: where it's headed at this point. And Yahoo's reporting that they don't think Chris Paul is going to play. Correct? Uh, More likely
0: than not. And I have have, it was Adrian Wojnarowski that that's much more. uh, It's ambiguous. It's ambiguous, but both these are ambiguous. Well, I've got it here now. Uh, Woj on the chances of a Chris Paul comeback. Source tells ESPN, less likely than likely, but working every angle to try. So, there you go. Game there you go. 50-50. Yeah. He wants to play. He's going to try to play. Yeah. That's, that's
2: a
3: shocker. Well, well that, that, so is Andre Iguodala. <laughs> right. I mean,
2: well come th- on. But hamstrings are not – you can't shoot it up. You can't – I mean, a, a bad hammy, the only thing that heals no. a bad hamstring is time. And he doesn't have time.
3: That That is correct. Uh, but – it with the Rockets, they are so thin with their roster. You have to make a determination. What percent does what does Chris yeah, Paul have to be is sixty
0: percent of Chris where, where Paul better than Joe Johnson? Yeah,
3: or Mbamute. Yeah, exactly. And my answer would probably be yeah.
2: Yeah, but the odds he's sixty percent are pretty slim. Because it takes weeks. If you have a bad hamstring, it, it it doesn't take a couple days and a couple treatments. It really is like uh, it's weeks.
3: Yeah, I, I I don't think any of us really know. We don't know. We, we never really know what's going on with Iguodala or what's going on with Chris Paul. Uh, you know, I hope they both play. That's what I hope, to
4: Towney. And speaking of Kerr, I'm impressed tonight. I, I mean, he studied under Popovich. He studied under Phil Jackson. When they were down 17 in the first, I was looking for that not meltdown for him to just you know light a fight, light light into somebody, and he was steady, calm and I think the team fed off of that. Well, you know what we and talked you, about. To but talk you, that. You,
3: you killed him for yeah. that, no, for uh, not yeah. doing it. But for I'm like still not to bring, to You observe. wanted him to
4: break
1: a clip. I'm No doubt. But I still
4: observe and give credit where credit is due, and I think they fed off of him staying true to who he is. Remember, he's won
2: five titles as a player, two as a coach. He's, he's seen, seen it all. everything you possibly can see in this game. All right, the number is 888 That's 888 Warriors with the win by 29. 115-86 to 86 over the Rockets. And we got Game 7 right here on 95-7, the game. Memorial Day, Monday, a holiday, and we'll have Game 7. Doesn't get any better than that right here on the home of the Warriors. That's 95-7, the game.
7: I don't know if I was born for it but I definitely worked my butt off to get to this point. Um, And I mean, I guess you could say I was born for it. I guess, I I guess, I don't know. I guess everything happens for a reason. But, uh, oh man, that felt good to be honest. I just wanted to play with as much passion as I could tonight. You probably saw me more vocal than I usually am. Um, When, you know, your back's against the wall, there's one, if your shot's not falling, or you can always control, your passion and how hard you play. And usually when I do that, it trickles over every other aspect of my game.
1: Now back to Warriors wrap up on the home of every Warriors playoff game, ninety-five-seven, The Game.
2: And it's presented by Arlo Smart, home security. Chris Towns and Matt Stimons, Daryl the Guru Johnson, and John Dickinson. Klay Thompson made nine three-pointers tonight, tied for the second highest total in postseason history. Who's the only player? Who had more in a game than nine?
3: In the postseason. In the postseason. Oh, I was going to say. I'm going to go.
2: With I was going to throw
3: Danielle Marshall out there until you said postseason. Wait, I'm going Ray Allen. Isn't the answer Clay Thompson?
2: The answer is Clay Thompson. He was setting it up. Uh, game six Western Guy Conference Finals, JP. facing elimination. He had 11, and that's what. So he had nine tonight in a game six, in a facing elimination, and he had 11 against Oklahoma City. Facing elimination. So in game six elimination games, Clay Thompson has 23 pointers. <laughs> and the two-year anniversary of that is Monday.
0: Wow. Oh,
3: really? Seven Ooh, oh, that's
0: nice. Two that's years. A good, we're two that's what's days known ahead. as a nugget. Yeah. I mean,
3: that's a good nugget. Two-year right
0: anniversary. Yeah. That was a Saturday that's night a two years nugget. ago in OKC, and it wound up being this, the last home
3: game for Kevin Durant. Yeah, you, you know what's, what's funny is uh, – Clay Thompson is funny, man. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're a Rockets fan or you're a Thunder fan and you hate the Warriors, Cleveland fan, you hate the Warriors, which is understandable if they're your rival, you can find a reason to hate Curry. You can find a reason to hate Durant. You can certainly find a reason to hate Draymond Green. How can you hate Clay Thompson? Even if you're a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, you know you what I mean. I don't think you can either. No, you the absolutely. Guy's, the guy's awesome. You man. absolutely
0: cannot. And the post game <laughs> press conference, a lot of a lot of fun Good. being had tonight by by the Warriors in the post game press conference. I think a little bit of a relief. There was a, an incident with uh, Kevin Durant where he was asked about Game Seven, and he gave you know kind of a generic answer about what Game Seven means. And at the end of it. Uh, we'll see if Lucas can, can get it back in the studio. He, at the end of it, he says, I'll be ready to go on Tuesday. <laughs> and Stephen Curry looks at him, he goes, Monday. And then Durant's like, huh? Like What, What Monday? Who said it was Tuesday? And Steph's like, no, it was Monday. Please don't miss the game. <laughs> like, and it was just everybody kind of laughed. <laughs> well, I also I
3: also heard that. Somebody asked Clay about his big Game Six two years ago in Oklahoma City. That was another. And Durant, they asked Durant, "Hey, what have you go ahead?" No, it was
0: was Durant and Curry. (laughs) Both were at the podium together and were asked about it. Yeah, let's. Yeah, Lucas has got one of those ready to roll. Which one is it, Lucas? Fire it up. Yeah, let it roll.
7: You know, I think guys are ready for. So you know, we're looking forward to going down there and you know, locking in and. You know, being who we are, and, you know, uh, can't wait to Tuesday.
0: Monday.
7: Oh, Monday. sorry, Monday. <laughs> who said Tuesday? I don't know. He said Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, he meant Monday. Bad, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Monday, yeah. Don't miss, please don't miss a game. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, they, it's you yeah, know, Game seven's Monday. I know we've – Matt, you kept saying it was Sunday. I know. I know. I butchered there. it a, a few Monday, times. Monday, 6 o'clock, on the holiday, 95-7 you know, uh, the game. You know
3: – we read into way too much about everything. But you said, you know, it's kind of fun in the post-game press conference, everybody's laughing. You know why? Because this is the only time you can laugh. Mm. Because once you leave this arena and you board that plane tomorrow or tonight, I don't know if they're leaving tonight they're or tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. They're going tomorrow. Okay, so they're going tomorrow morning. You ain't laughing anymore. It's business, both teams. Uh, so this is the one time where you can, you can take a couple hours to – breathe a sigh of relief because this game tonight won't mean anything if you can't win Monday in Houston.
2: Well, yeah, everybody's laughing because it's a blowout. What we're questioning is, can they win a close one? Because they struggle in close ones. So are are the Golden State Warriors going to go to Houston in Game 7 and blow them out? Because if they're not, then all of a sudden, Guru, there's some reservations because this team... Under Steve Kerr, has struggled in close I games. I believe you told me the they were nine season. and eight in the playoffs. In games decided by five or less points, under Steve Kerr in the postseason, they're just nine and eight. They're basically a five hundred club.
4: Yeah, but I think uh, at this juncture of the series. Steve Kerr, his message is is resonating with the fellas because I look at the stat sheet tonight, and I know after the loss the other night, everybody made a lot about the shot attempts and the ISO basketball led by Kevin Durant. He only shot 17 times to Steph Curry's 23 and Klay Thompson's 23. And I want to ask you guys, do you think that was KD... Uh, making that effort on purpose, or maybe the Rockets just, you know, limiting KD. To me, I feel like KD did that on purpose to where he wasn't uh, leading in volume in, in shots, attempts. I think attempts.
0: P- part of the game plan was to have faster pace, more ball movement, mm. and I do think part of the game plan was to to try and get Curry and Clay Thompson more involved or, or to shoot the basketball Let, a little bit more. Let's talk I,
3: about the pace a little bit. How much of that was – 21 Rockets turnovers because I I bumped into Chris Mullen at halftime. All right, so the Warriors are what down what 12 and a half, one and ten, and uh, he's like, they just you can't get any rhythm when you play the Rockets. And I was thinking about this. You know, the Rockets are like an like an awful version of Princeton. They use all the shot clock, but they do it without throwing any passes, as opposed to 42 passes. And then they shoot late in the shot clock. And you, they get you just can't get moving against them if they play like that.
0: Well, and there, there's two things. I think the turnovers were a huge part of it. I think they take bad shots. And when they're some of the shots yeah. they take don't go in. They're almost like turnovers. Yeah, you get true. the ball out and you can yeah. go. The one thing that Steve Kerr pointed out, and I think this is something to keep in mind for Monday night, it was defense without fouling. The Warriors didn't foul as much tonight, in Steve Kerr's
3: mind. Wow! <laughs> you know what? Well, lo- it's yeah. funny, and you'll never. Hey, I'm consistent on this, but like I'm looking on Twitter, and there's a lot of talk about how uh, did the Warriors not foul, or did they get a good whistle tonight?
0: Okay, yet? that well, I thought they got a good whistle, but yeah, that true. happened. I mean, too. I mean.
2: I don't think it was
3: out at the, of the end of the day. I don't it think it was know. anything
2: out of the ordinary.
0: No, uh, I don't either. I don't either. Absolutely
3: Durant, not.
2: zero fouls. Draymond only had two. Yeah, but when you add them up,
0: look, it's 17-16, the fouls. And the reaching was the other part. He right. didn't think they reached as much. Okay. Special delivery. Yes, sir. Okay. Merry Christmas. Okay.
3: It's
0: a no, beautiful I, night. It's a beautiful Yeah, uh, uh,
3: yeah no, I the, the official – this game was – I mean, it's – the 30-point game, the officials aren't really worth talking about. 31-9 to nine in the fourth quarter, I just realized. Well, let me just ask you this. It was over there. Well, real quick, I, I want to bring this the officiating thing up with J.D. To me, one of the things that's making this series phenomenal is we're now at game six, and you know what? Nobody's talked about the officials. Not one game, it's not coming, one tiny. quarter, not one <laughs> half. No, it doesn't have to come. It doesn't have, uh-huh. to. It doesn't have so? to come. But I'll tell you it this. It doesn't have to come. I'll tell you this.
0: There's going to be a lot of Warrior fans up in arms if Scott Foster's okay. not officiating Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Final tomorrow because that means he would be in line to go Game 7. Well, <laughs> and I say that half kidding. Because I know. the Warriors
3: haven't had an issue with Scott Foster well, look, in about
0: two and a half years.
3: All I'll say is I guarantee you if – James Harden were to play the exact same way on uh, on Tuesday, Monday, Monday <laughs> Listen, as, he, as he did tonight. I think he's going to go to the line more. Now he went to the line nine times, but I I, got, I think six of them had to be on three point attempts. Maybe all of them. I'm not sure. Well, Durant,
0: yeah, and Durant went to the line so fourteen I, times.
3: Yeah, I, my point is is that I think the officiating in this series has been very, very good.
2: Can I just make one little point? Sure. If Steph Curry was officiated the way James Harden was tonight, I don't think Warrior fans would have been too happy.
4: No, they wouldn't have. He got hit a few. I mean, he he, he took some hits at J.D. and there was no call, and he was on the ground. I thought there was a foul. I mean, I
2: I can yeah. remember one where he got hit in the face by Swaggy. I remember the one where Draymond completely Leveled knocked them. him off yeah. his feet. Yeah. Leveled I them. mean, there was a lot of no c- – so you uh, can look at the amount of fouls that were called. I think sure. the issue tonight is swallowing the whistle yeah. – And I can guarantee you right now, if if Steph was officiated like that, a lot of people would not be happy. Yeah, James Harden had had
0: intimate, you know, James, he was kind of asked, hey, you know, about driving to the basket. He said, Well, he kind of smiled. He said, Well,
2: that happens sometimes. And he you knew exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. Numbers triple eight nine five seven ninety-five seventy. We've got play of the game, stop of the game, and your phone calls coming up. The Warriors win by twenty-nine, and we got a game seven on Monday, baby, right here on 957 the game.
1: Radio home for every single Warriors playoff game. KGMZ FM and HD1 and KGMZ San Francisco, 95.7
4: The Game.
6: I have no clue why our team is like this, but you know this is uh, this is kind of uh, what we do. We're up and down a little bit, but the one thing I do know is that our guys, uh, you know, they, they, have, uh, they have a ton of character uh, and a ton of competitive des- desire. They're champions, so our guys they compete. That's the main thing. They may not always focus, but they they compete.
1: Now back to Warriors wrap up on the home of every Warriors playoff game. 95.7, The Game.
2: Steve Kerr, brought to you by Farrah. Check out farrah.com and discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free for sellers. Steve Kerr, on this 29-point win, the team is up and down. What are you going to get in Game 7, Guru? That's all that matters
4: at this point. You're going to get the Warriors' best effort. And like I said, I think the pressure's on the Warriors because if they don't get this done, it's a a a monumental collapse in regard to this is supposed to be a dynasty. This is supposed to go on into the new building. The Rockets are upstart. They're new. They weren't supposed to close this gap this fast. So it would be a big disappointment. And I think the Warriors are going to be ready and answer the bell led by the Big Four, J.D., and I just don't see you, – you just told me Vegas has the Warriors favored by five. I get it. I understand it. The uncertainty of Chris Paul. But the Warriors may be without Iggy. It does not matter. I feel like Klay Thompson now is in that ultra-aggressive uh, terrain and it will continue in Houston. And this mirrors – this stat sheet mirrors the season where they all got pretty much the same shot distribution, the shot attempts. The, he- the headliners got it done tonight,
0: bottom line, mm, in terms of scoring. The three guys got it done. I mean, Thompson, 35, Curry, 29, Durant, 23. It was all three of them. It wasn't Durant, 35, but Clay was 18. It was just – they got it done, and they had
3: to tonight. I feel no need nor interest to make a prediction about Monday's game. So who, so who do
2: you think is going to win?
3: I have no idea. <laughs> he really believes that. I have no idea who's going to win, and nobody else does either.
2: Well, it's well. could you put it simply, if there's a blowout, Warriors win.
3: Mm. If yeah, it's I a, wouldn't if, even say that. If, a, if it's a close game, no. Rockets Wild-towny. win. No, I wouldn't say that either. I, allow, I may I'm, not I'm, be that far off, I'm though. I'm allowing for everything. Okay, I
2: totally. But with the way we've seen this series, blowout will go to the
3: Warriors. Close oh, game I goes see. to the Rockets. Yeah, and everything could switch on the last game. The Warriors could win a one-point game at the buzzer and the and the Rockets collapse or the Rockets could come out, do what they did tonight, get up whatever, 39-22, and the crowd's going crazy, and the next thing you know at halftime it's 69-41 and it's just a it's just a race to the finish. I mean, yeah. you just you just never know. You never know.
0: Stephen Curry pointed out the fact, and it's an obvious point, but it's worth mentioning, you get down 17 on the road, it's going to be a hell of a lot tougher to come Mm. back than if you get down 17 at home with three quarters to play. So they're they're focused on getting off to a better start. They really haven't gotten off to great starts in any of the games. Why is that? In Houston. Part of it's being on the road. I think part of it's the Rockets are really good. (laughs) I mean, to be honest –
3: Yeah, that's a a great point. I mean, if if you're the Rockets and you get up 17 at Oracle Arena, which they did tonight, you start to think, I don't know why, all right, they're going to make a run. They're going to make a run. We've got to be ready for it. You get up 17 at home, you start thinking, let's make it 30. Let's make it 35. Yeah, the momentum. Let's put these guys away. That's kind of the – The difference – why? Why do you think that way? I don't know. But I think, for the most part, you do.
2: You know, there was a World Series way back when, in 1960, where the Yankees played the Pirates. And Bill Mazeroski hit the walk-off home run to win it. And they won four games to three against the Yankees. But the Yankees, in those three games – Absolutely blew out the Pirates. It's that random where the Pirates won it, but yet they were way outscored yeah. when you looked at runs. That's why I say if it's a blowout, I totally see gotcha. the Warriors. Yeah. If it's a close game, I'm. I'm I that's. We see with the Rockets what they can do. I
0: do think the Warriors have a much better chance of winning a close game if Chris Paul either obviously doesn't play at all or if he's hampered due to injury. And I think you look at the fact, I mean, go back to the last two games that the Rockets have won in this series, Game 4 and Game 5. Chris Paul, in a lot of ways, carried them to victory. you know, know what Gordon,
2: we saw tonight? You know it, what we saw tonight? Without Chris Paul in there, and when things started to struggle, it was Harden, dribble, 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 dribble. They have their three and D guys. They have their guys mm-hmm. set up for threes, mm-hmm. but Harden just dri- – without Chris Paul, there was far less ball movement. And yeah. just totally pre- – they become
0: really yeah. slow yeah. and right. predictable. Look, he's I – mean,
3: yeah, I mean, he's, he's their second best player, but you know what? A lot of times he's their best player. And so if you lose that, you know, it'd be like the Warriors losing Clay, or the Warriors losing Steph, or Durant. One of like one of those three guys. You just take them off. All of a sudden, it's like, man, we got we got our hands full tonight. It's gonna be hard to win, and that's the way the Rockets were tonight.
4: Yeah, and the Rockets how many unforced turnovers of the 21 were there? I mean, they were coming on the break to where you're like, okay, count the bucket, and for whatever reason, just they fumbled it. They, I wonder if that was pressure, pressure of maintaining that lead. I mean, I saw them, J.D., a few times just, you know, like unforced turnovers. It's time for the
2: play of the game brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors.
5: Draymond on the break. Shovel back to Clay. It's a 27-footer. Good.
2: Their biggest lead of the night keeps getting bigger. 89-77. Clay Thompson says, I'm not going home. Not tonight. No, he's not. And when he gets it going, it's absolutely amazing. There was one where he pulled up in the paint, rose up, and hit that jumper. You jumped
4: out your seat and I'm said, like, that's pretty. Look, look
2: at the form. You the form. called it pretty. Right? I, I was like, that's so beautiful. I mean, his form is unbelievable. <laughs> it's All textbook. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, if you're going to teach your son how to shoot, yeah, right. you go, look at that guy. That's how you shoot. All right. Stop of the game. Stop of the game is brought to you by Quick Stop Markets. Fill up and load up at Quick Stop.
5: Hart drives
2: left right around Bell down the lane. Blocked by Durant. Durant came over with weak side help and knocked it away. KD accelerates down the lane. Over Tucker glides in and scores with a right hand. There you go. K D. There's that one sequence tonight. K D with the block comes all the way down and scores. You know what special. One,
3: one thing about uh tonight's game that it just it's basketball I just love it unbelievably you look at the first quarter of that game Warriors couldn't make threes they, they couldn't make threes you know why because they were down and the threes are tougher then and then you know what they, they they claw back they get it tight they get into the third quarter and they start to get closer and roll and then guess what the Rockets couldn't make a three Why? Because they're harder. Because when you're down, the three is a harder shot than when you're up. The Warriors wound up
0: making more threes than the Rockets tonight. Wow. 16 and shot a better percentage. 16 for 38. Rockets wound up 15 for 39. Who would have thought that after the way the game started? It looked like the Rockets were on pace to hit 20.
3: And I don't think the Warriors got back into the game because they started hitting threes. They started hitting threes after they got back in the game.
0: Yeah, kinda. and that's why they wound up winning by 29. Right,
3: right. 47-point
2: swing
0: tonight. They showed cuts. Points.
3: Yeah, and it doesn't mean a darn thing come Monday. Not one bit.
2: Defending champions facing Game 7 in the conference finals are 7-0 and since 1984. Well, I remember one of them. 2002 Lakers <laughs> won at Sacramento.
7: Oh and
0: that was they were, and they were going for their third they <laughs> the were going for their third calls ring. On the. On that, the lake, well that on was game kid. six. Yeah, that was one oh, of the biggest okay. prods That'll of all time. A... But game seven was was back in Sacramento and and the Lakers won that game in overtime. Still
4: Christie couldn't could shots. Yeah. And
0: that and the, this series is in some ways has reminded me a little bit of that series with the Warriors being like the Lakers and the Kings well, in that Rockets role of pretty good, competitive, gave it their all, but not quite going to have enough. That's kind of how I, my read on this one. I think the and, Warriors are going to eke one out on Monday. Really and, do. And
3: the Warriors too did it in uh, sixteen, right? They, yeah, they did. They yeah. won they were coming off a title. Beat and Oklahoma they beat City. the Oklahoma City Thunder coming back three one.
2: Well, game seven is gonna be huge, and I cannot wait. But one thing we have to talk about is Arlo. Our friends at Arlo. They keep our home safe, Steiny, and that's such a big deal. And when you think of Arlo Pro Two, these cameras are just it ten eighty. HP you, it just doesn't get any better than that. Wire-free, weather resistant, you can have the cameras indoors, outdoors. It's so they're so adjustable. I the number one thing I love is the app. I mean The app is unbelievable. you got the two-way talk, so you can be sitting on your couch. as someone rolls up to your front door, rings your doorbell, you can talk to them through your camera. You can be anywhere. You can be in Tahoe. I was in Hawaii. You can be anywhere and talk to these people at your front door. The technology is unbelievable. Arlo.com, and you can go to Best Buy right now and pick up Arlo cameras.
3: Tony, your boy right here can figure out the app. That's how easy it is.
2: Oh, it's, I mean, the, f- the, the fact that it's a simple download, next thing you know, you're ready to rock, your family will enjoy it, and it's great. I mean, if you have a baby, if you have a pet, you can have them inside, you can have them outside, they're so versatile. For me, that is a huge key, and I love the detections that we get on our phone. So when somebody shows up in front of your camera, or like your pet, you're going to get it right to your phone, you know, you can click on it, boom, and it pops up, you know exactly what's going on at your house.
3: Happens in virtual real-time. You can get real-time notifications about what's going on at your house, around your house, and you can also then have the high-definition video that stays on the system for seven days. So you get it all, really.
2: J.D., what do you have for us?
0: One final note. Yeah. The winner of the turnover, fewest turnovers, has won every game in this series. That Mm. was one other thing from Steve Kerr, just to – isn't that
2: nice. just a, that, that That's simplicity, but it it's real.
0: Yeah, exactly. And also, just to let everybody know, obviously, I'm headed back to Houston tomorrow morning. First thing, we've got you covered. I'll be at practice tomorrow, early flight before 7. Take it easy tonight, J.D. And, and I'll be all <laughs> day long on Monday uh, on the station. I'll be a shoot around. I'll be in the Toyota Center, obviously, joining you guys on Warriors warm-up and Warriors wrap-up.
3: It's also worth mentioning, we got live programming all Monday. Wow. My Our lineup day. will not change on Monday. Warriors with the
2: win in game six, 115 to 115-86. We'll be back 4.30 on Monday. Getting you ready for game seven where? Right here on the home of the Warriors. That's ninety five seven. The Game.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.